This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. I'm your host, Kurt Sumner. I'm glad to have with us today three gentlemen who are very much involved in something that all surveyors are talking about. It seems everywhere I go, people are talking about, if not this particular piece of the of the topic, at least some portion of the topic in with regard to the future of our profession. Uh, today we're going to be talking about workforce development. Um, as, as everyone understands, we have uh, a situation where we're not sure where we're going from a workforce development perspective or where we ought to go, actually, because we're not sure how many of us are going to be needed or how many are going to be available as we go forward. So it's really important that um, we talk about this issue and get more people engaged in talking about this issue all around the country. So today I have asked T.J. Frazier to join us. He is, uh, I think I'm right, T.J., you're the immediate past president of the Maryland Society of Surveyors. Is that correct? Yep. And I have Steve Dowdy, who is a past president of the Virginia Association of Surveyors, but I don't know, Steve. You think all the people on listening to the show were born when you were president? Yeah, probably not all of them. No. <laughs> Actually, Steve was president of VAS back in in 1990, and we and I'm sorry. We also have Burke Cornelius with us. Hi, good morning, Burke. Good morning. Burke is currently the executive director for the Oklahoma Society of Land Surveyors, and he is a land surveyor, as are all the rest of us on the show this morning, and he was president of the Oklahoma Society back in the late 90s, 97, 98. So uh, we have some good bloodlines in terms of uh, of the surveying profession here, and uh, we have folks who have a really big interest in this, and we're going to talk about some of the things that have been going on and what's what each of our, our uh, guests have been involved in as we go forward. So before we get into that, though, I, I'd like to give each of you a little bit of time to, to tell our audience a little, about, a little bit about you. So, T.J., let's start off with you. Okay. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, as you said, I am now, as of this month, the uh, immediate past president of the Maryland Society of Surveyors. And um, it, with our... Executive Director John Palatiello, who was also involved with the VAS and NSPS, um, kind of brought this um, outreach effort that NSPS initiated to my attention, to our board's attention. And uh, so we submitted the letter um, suggested by uh, by NSS, suggested by NSPS, and uh, and to our career and technology education people in the Maryland State Department of Education. And uh, we began there. Our effort is still very early stages, um, but we have had some real good responses to to our outreach. And um, since that first step was taken uh, within the last month or two, um, under my term as president, I uh, created a, uh, a workforce development committee within MSS and volunteered to head that effort up since I was involved in that first step. Uh, I thought it would be good to continue on with that and give it give it some continuity. So um, 
so like I said, since then we we've had a couple of responses, you know, to to our outreach efforts, and we can talk a little bit about that as we go. But uh, uh, that's how our effort kind of originated, and and where things stand in Maryland. Thanks, TJ, and Steve. I, I, I'm going to refer to you as a catalyst. Um, okay, and, and that's not the same as a cattle rancher. That that that's that's another thing, um, but. Of course, everybody I think listening to the show probably knows that I'm a, ver- a member of the Virginia Society as well as the Maryland Society, and Steve and I have known each other for a really long time. And 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 Steve has has always been um, a, a forward-thinking catalyst in in bringing up issues to our Virginia group and even to our national group regarding uh, a, a variety of different things. In this particular case, what is our future going to look like? And so. I, I have to, Steve, before I let you talk, give you some credit because I think from the perspective of where this has come through Virginia and the Maryland Society and even in the NSPS side, um, your uh, encouragement is the best word I can think of for us to sort of get off our butt and do something about an issue we all have recognized is is very important as we are moving forward. So I just wanted to acknowledge that going in because you have been have been that catalyst um, at least here in the in the middle atlantic and getting the groups going so tell us a little bit about what vas started to do all right thanks for the compliment i appreciate that the at, at our annual meeting the virginia annual meeting in in january of this year uh, the association passed a resolution to start a workforce development initiative, and that resolution was taken to the spring NSPS meeting in the D.C. area and adopted pretty much as it stood by NSPS. Uh, what the what the workforce development initiative addresses is all of the things that we all talk about at every meeting we go to uh, the the lack of workforce development, the the aging of our profession, the lack of diversity within our licensed folks. Uh, a way to start out this thing is there are, four, there, there are seven whereases and, and essentially charges to workforce development among surveyors. Uh, the, the first one is to research and document, report the status of post-secondary education and surveying education. Uh, that's necessary. I think when you get a lot of surveyors in a room, we all think it's a great thing, but none of us can really describe what's available and where it's available. I think some of the the northwest states are doing a great job. Oklahoma and Oregon have good websites that are doing a better job of that than maybe some of us are, but we really don't know what's available to us right now if a young surveyor would come in and say, I'm interested. Uh, the second is to develop and document a system that offers clear pathways to surveying careers. That's surveying careers all the way from the technician to the licensed surveyor. We, I think if there are four of us on the line right now, and I suspect that we can all talk about six or eight different ways to become a professional surveyor, and we really are confusing our our audience. Anybody who might 
want to become a surveyor. Third is identify partners, local, regional, national, state. There are lots of partners that we haven't done a good job of identifying and interfacing with. Uh, fourth, explore the implementation solutions to issues of qualified professors. Anybody that's associated with uh, workforce development and survey education now realizes that we don't have the advanced graduate programs to produce professors. There are several examples of surveying schools that have advertised for surveying professions in the recent years and had either no responses or professionals that have their PhDs and don't speak English as they're not, not their first language and they're not American citizens. Although there's nothing wrong with that, it, it's necessary, I believe everybody will agree, to have some some professors that are very fluent and able to communicate with the student well. Uh, fifth, develop sustainable funding. Money is an issue. How do we hire people? How do we grant scholarships? How can we, we reward people that are wanting to get into surveying? Uh, sixth, develop and implement recruiting, marketing, public relations strategies. Uh, we do a bad job of beating our own chest and letting the world know that surveying is a wonderful profession. And lastly, these resolutions encourage us to report back to our memberships and anybody else that might be interested. That may be more than you asked for, but there. No, that, that lays a lot of uh, groundwork for us to, to talk about going forward. And uh, so with that, Probably the the one among us who, at this point in time, has gone further down the road in getting something actually done is Burke. Um, Burke is one of those guys who also doesn't wait around for other people to, to get things done. He's very proactive and, and has done a great job with the Oklahoma Society and, and for the profession in general. And, and Burke, I don't want to, to shortcut what you're going to say, and we only have about... Uh, two and a half minutes before our first break. So if we need to break in the middle, I'll let you know. But talk to us about Survey Oklahoma or, or other initiatives that you guys are doing. Sure. Uh, first of all, I hope that I'm uh, coming through okay. I had technical difficulties and had to switch to my cell phone. Is this everything sounding okay to, to everybody? It sounds okay to me so far. Dave will let us know if it isn't. So, But, no, it sounds fine. All right. Okay. Well, uh, like you said, uh, in the beginning, I'm the executive director of the Oklahoma Society of Land Surveyors, and just a little bit of background uh, on the campaign. About a year ago, the State Board of Licensure in Oklahoma and OSLS uh, joined together and created a task force for some of the same reasons that were mentioned earlier, advancement of the profession, uh, education, leadership. Now, we didn't have a cool name like workforce development, but we it's the same thing, but we uh, we were a little behind the times and don't have the trendy name, so I might have to rename our task force to use that, that terminology. <laughs> but uh, the goals are the same, uh, as everybody has uh, already mentioned. Each state, nationally, NCAAF, NSPS, we all have the same goals. But our task force was put together uh, with some funding from the state board, which helped a lot, and one of the tasks was promoting 
the education aspect at high schools, getting younger, because we already talked about, you've already talked about getting young students or getting new blood, as it was, into the profession. We're all getting older, some of us older than others, and people are leaving the profession. And so we need to, we decided that one of the most important aspects, as has everybody else, to get new students into the profession. So we decided to develop a campaign aimed just at high school and junior high students coming into the profession. And we started to attempt this ourselves and then shortly afterwards realized that we did not know what we were doing because we're surveyors, not promoters. Maybe this is a good time, since we're going to need to take a break here in a few seconds, Burke, to to think about that as we go to break. And I think that's a big, important part of everything each of us is trying to do is being willing to reach out and ask for help. And sometimes we're a little reluctant to do that. So when we come back, you can talk with us a little bit about what your efforts were there and hopefully provide some inspiration for, for others, too. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. Want to know if your Shonsted locator is still under warranty? Go to Shonsted.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break, Burke, you were talking about the initiative that that you got started in in Oklahoma and working with your state licensing board. Uh, I found that was a really interesting um, situation where you were able to, to do that. It seems like sometimes we in the surveying profession tend not to reach out to the right places or even to, uh, to places in general. We, uh, I think some of it comes from the fact that we're also self-sufficient in, in what we do and we're, we're, you know, we're proud of what we do and sometimes we, we fail to even look for places to ask for assistance. And so um, I, I don't know when you were talking about reaching out, if you were talking about 
with the board or if it was beyond that. But you, that's where you were headed before we went to break. So if you'd follow up right. on that. Yeah, we uh, all of us are you know similar personalities, and as surveyors, we all think we know everything about surveying, and we we might, uh, but we're not necessarily talking about surveying. We're talking about promoting surveying, getting new people into the profession is what my particular task was. So Steve talked about you know, going to the colleges, and that's another aspect of our task force, but I won't touch on that today since some others are. But, you know, my particular task, if you will, on this uh, campaign was reach out to high school students. And as surveyors, like I was saying before break, we don't know. We're not promoters. We, we know a lot about surveying, but we don't know how to promote surveying. That's why there's people in business that promote things, marketing companies, campaigns, et cetera. So, we started down the road uh, what we thought was going to be a, uh, you know, a viable option. We were attempt our first attempt was to revive an old campaign that we've all seen that California issued about ten years ago. Had some print aspects, a DVD aspect, and we had started down that road when I stopped and and uh, and said to myself, I don't think this is the right path. This seems this technology, first of all, seems outdated. We were going to reprint a DVD, which was made ten years ago, which was still viable. The data was, you know, the campaign was still good, but it was a DVD. You know, uh, technology's changed. People don't use DVDs. We're trying to reach out to high school and junior high students. They, they might not even know what a DVD is, but I, I guarantee you, they don't have one. So we, I decided to pull the plug. We didn't, we hadn't got down the road very far money-wise, and reach out to a marketing company here in Oklahoma City to help us, with the one goal in mind of reaching high school and junior high. I keep saying high school and junior high. I wasn't aware of it. Camp, uh, career days at schools in Oklahoma and all across the country now they start in eighth, ninth grade. They didn't used to do that. So. Uh, that's something that I had to learn as well. We're talking about 8th, ninth graders that are starting to look at careers. So we went to the marketing company and gave them our goals, and they they reached out some high school students or uh, counselors, excuse me, and asked what they like. Uh, do they want any print? Do they want it all digital? Because I was thinking about maybe switching to all digital, thinking I was real edgy, you know, and going to be on the cutting edge. And they said, no, we still like the print aspect. We want the poster. Uh, we created a poster to put in their office where, the, you know, the high school counselor, guidance counselors, whichever they go by, put it in their office, get the kids to see something on the wall, say, hey, what is that? All of the print directs them to the main uh, aspect of our campaign, which is the website. Each one of the print elements has a little bit of information but not everything they need to know it all directs a student to the website which we all know students have the phone the tablet everything all goes to any questions about scholarships requirements schools everything is on the website so once we went to the marketing company and realized we were headed down the wrong road we got on the right path they developed the website with our you know, input, of course, about et cetera. And we ended up with this uh, really nice tied-together print and digital aspect, and it's called Survey Oklahoma, and you can simply go to surveyoklahoma.com to 
to see what we ended up with. But we're real proud of it, and we, if I can just uh, follow up with that, and then I won't hog the whole time, but what we did after we created this is we obtained a mailing list of all the counselors in the state of Oklahoma, about 1,200 counselors, both junior high and high school level, and reached out to them through an email first, told them about the campaign, told them that we would send them some print materials and a letter, et cetera, later. We reached out to them first, though, through an email since we had that information. Then about a week to two weeks after that, well after the school year had started, we mailed all the counselors a poster and one brochure and told them, obviously, if they need more, go to the website, request more, we send them. But from that campaign, we have, uh, we've already reached, we've already set up at least 10 that I know of. They keep coming in more each day of counselors that have a career day at their school. One day they set aside where they ask different professionals, different careers, different trades, everything. It's, it's all across the board to come in and talk for 15 minutes, and they kind of rotate different careers through there and then different groups of students. So we, uh, we've we already had about 10 reach out to us and say, this is neat, perfect timing, we're glad you did. And it's been, to me, it's been real successful. And I know if you look at 10 out of 1,300, that doesn't look like great numbers. But to me, I look at it, that's 10 more than we've ever done in the past. We've never had a high school counselor reach out to us about a career day. And so... My gauge of success is that's 10 more schools that we're in <clears throat> that we never were in before. So uh, I think it was, I think it's had really good response, in my opinion. Is, is the program that you've got set up something um, that others can fairly easily emulate? Um, because it, it certainly, is, is beginning to work well. And, and one of the things that, that I found interesting when you were talking about it was um, the concept of being able to get up in, in front of the school counselors groups. Um, you know, I think you're aware that, that for the first time last, this well, this year, this calendar year, we went to the National School Counselors Association meeting down in, in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and we're going to go again next year. And mm-hmm. that was one of the things that they offered at the National also was the opportunity to stand up the way you guys did in Oklahoma, but it seems to me that if we can find a way to get our societies involved the way you guys are and make this truly a a comprehensive and and focused effort, you probably are going to have more opportunities by what you're doing than even what we're doing, because yeah, we're reaching some people when we're at the National, but we don't know if they're going to go back home and share that with anybody. Right. Um, but where, you, where you're right there, I mean, you're, you're local, and, and I don't know if you've got a group of presenters that you've established or you're just calling on the people who are local to a particular area. Maybe you're using your re, uh, regional directors from the society. I don't know how you're doing that. but Yeah, we're sending, uh, we call them district directors, but uh, it's the same concept. We're sending the, the district director for the area uh, which the school's located and they've all been real receptive and excited about going so far. So right now we're using our board of directors to reach out to that. We don't have a, a set group of speakers. Now, if this grew, obviously something like that might need to be developed. But, you know, on the on the issue of national campaign, 
I think that's what you were kind of talking about when you go to the national group of high school counselors. You know, this program is specifically aimed at Oklahoma questions, Oklahoma schools, colleges, uh, scholarships. But there is obviously there's already a push at NCAAS, correct, to develop a program such as this nationally. Am I under, yeah, do I understand they, that correctly? They, yeah, they kind of started that effort and then ceded it over to us after the first meeting. But, yeah, right. that's exactly. that, That's where it began. Yeah, exactly. Right. And what we had all, at our task force, we had the discussion about, do we want to wait until NSPS and NCAAs at that time develops this national campaign or develops some national presence, and then we adapt that and... Number one, we decided it would be a good idea to have one specific to Oklahoma, so we just took the ball and ran with it. I'm not sure how we could put together something, but maybe we we can all discuss it as a group, put together something that is more national with each of the state's elements, you know, linked to it, for, for example. So if somebody comes back and wants some Oklahoma or Texas or Virginia specific, you know, they can go there. So that's that's one aspect that should probably be considered that we've been talking about as well. But but we decided just to take the Oklahoma ball and run with it. I'm glad we did because even no matter what happens nationally, you know, this will still be applicable and we'll still need this local presence, obviously. This is Steve interrupting here. your your website is months, if not years, ahead of the rest of us. It, it's really well done. Uh, like Oklahoma's got a pretty good one too. My my question is, is how how protective are you of that website in the sense that I would love for us to steal and plagiarize some stuff you've got. Have you have you copyrighted it heavily, or are you going to come prosecute us if we steal your idea? <laughs> Well, I doubt that we'd prosecute you. Uh, I'd probably want to just run it by my board, uh, but I don't see any reason why anybody would not want to, you know, share that or, you know, use this as a starting point, for example, develop around it. I could even go as far, if you want to use somebody local, I could even go as far as to connect you with the firm that did this for us and tell them I'm granting permission for them to use whatever they need to. Uh, But I, I just don't see any reason why that shouldn't happen just because we're all in this together. I'm not going to, you know, fight another state or prevent another state from using this because I think that would be counterproductive. So, Good. Thank you. Burke, I was going to ask, when you um, were talking about getting your your uh, directors out, your board members uh, in your different regions of the state, did you all think you needed to do any kind of training for them or was it set up so that you didn't really need to do that? Well, no, it's not set up that way at all. In fact, we do need training. It, We might have got a little ahead of ourselves, uh, not realizing what kind of success it might present, and so they're just out there. I, I threw them to the wolves. Uh, <laughs> they are they are a good group, and they, you know, they're well-versed in the profession, obviously. Now, they may not be well-versed in presenting it to high school and junior high students because none of us are, so... I might have kind of thrown them in the fire, uh, but so far we haven't had any, you know, backlash or anybody <laughs> complaining about who is this, <laughs> who is this guy you sent, you know? Right. Yeah. 
Uh, but well, I certainly. would like to develop a little bit of a program to train, uh, you know, even give them some materials written or otherwise so uh, so they could all have a, you know, a uniform presentation, if you will. But we have not got that point yet. Well, here we are at our second break, believe it or not. So let's go to that break, and we'll come back in just a couple of minutes. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Obamacare is failing. We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Burke, I, before we go on, I, I want to have Steve and, and TJ both talk about the, the efforts that both Virginia and Maryland have done so far. But I had a, sure. a couple of questions uh, that I think are relevant because you made some really good points, and and, and Steve and TJ both chipped in and, and sort of supported that whole concept of, of finding the, a good model, which it seems like you have done. Um, when you started... And I think you said in the very beginning that you're state board funded. Radio, and it seems like we have a uh, little problem with uh, the uh, show. Let's uh, 
Let's run a couple of ads and we'll see if we can't reconnect with uh, Kurt and his guests. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for Quick Stakes today. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, and that's what you get with live radio sometimes. Uh, we had a little technical <laughs> yeah, problem there. Sure. I don't know uh, Kurt, or... you're, Kurt, you're back on, and uh, go with who you've got. Okay. Uh, I'm just asking if Burke, Burke is back on or if TJ's back on. I don't hear them. And Steve. Oh, Steve somebody just, just came back on. Steve, are you back. back in? Okay, Burke is back. I don't know. Uh, David said he wasn't sure what happened, Burke. We just went off the air there real quickly, so I don't really know what happened. And Steve is going to be calling back, and I hope TJ will too. Uh, just jump back in, Kurt. Okay, TJ's back. Steve, are you back? I guess he'll be coming in. The question I was asking, Burke, I don't even know if you heard me because I was just ranting on there. <laughs> but well, I the heard you ask the part about the state board uh, funding, and that's, I think, what right. I dropped off. Yeah. Uh, and I, what I was asking yeah, about board, was. Go ahead. Well, I was going to uh, go ahead and finish your question. I don't want to presume. So well, I was just going to say that. that I know you were talking about the state board mm-hmm. funding, and, and uh, I, you don't necessarily have to reveal how much it was, but I was curious if that funding was sufficient to do what you needed to do and if you thought about additional funding you may need moving ahead. Uh, yeah, it was more than enough. It was the, They were very generous. They actually approached us about creating a task force, so that was you know, a refreshing difference uh, so they came to us with this funding for several reasons, uh, workforce development, as we're now called, as I'm going to start calling it now, uh, promoting uh, getting with the schools in the state, the colleges in the state at that level, and helping develop cr- uh, curriculum for them. So it's a, it's a wide, uh, wide-reaching scope. We have about eight bullet points in our task force, and one of them is the one that we're talking about today, Survey Oklahoma. The rest of them, there are other things uh, that are involved. All that funding is for multiple uses, but it was definitely enough at this point <clears throat> to fund what we've done so far, including printing, mailing, etc. Uh, we've already started talking about a phase two, which might be reaching out to 
public awareness instead of students. So we're talking about other things, but the, the funding was more than sufficient to do what we've done so far and other things, but the task force does have other goals in mind besides workforce development, and this was just the first first step, if you will. Do you think their interest in it came from the uh, what NCWS began? It, it most likely did, or at least it probably started the you know, the wheels rolling, uh, things started happening and thinking about what we can do because they, they see the same things that we see as a state board. They see, you know, 10, 20% of the workforce retiring and they see less than that coming in because they're the, they're the ones that are issuing the licenses, so they have that real data right there. So they probably right. did uh, reach out because of some national conversations that had been started at NCWS, et cetera. Yeah. This is, and, uh, this is Steve interrupting again. Uh, we got cut off the line. I'm back. I'll ask, I don't think you said, what's the order of magnitude of that funding? What did it take to get started? Uh, for Survey Oklahoma or the whole camp, or, or everything with the state board? Either, either uh, one or both. Uh, dollar amounts? Yes. Uh, the the state board uh, reached out to us, and they initially now that we've done it. Actually, they've done the same amount twice: the initial year, and then this just this year, they also gave uh, the same amount again. So now we have our second year already funded, our second phase, if you will, already funded. But but that was a, a ten thousand dollar, of which we did we did not need anywhere near all of that with the Survey Oklahoma campaign. Great. And and you're you're finding enough manpower within your organization to supplement whatever you're you're hiring. Right right now. Uh, right now we feel like we are. Great. So Steve, I don't know if you had come back on the line when when Burke was first talking about that, uh, when we came back, but but he was talking about um, the things that that they had talked about doing, and and it came the fact came up that NCWS had started this future of surveying task force thing uh, not quite a year ago, and and got that off the ground, and and they they've kind of handed that toward us now, and and that that's fine from the from the perspective of coming up with ideas and those kind of things, but um, certainly the the fact that their licensing board was involved uh, seems reasonable, and, and, and Burke kind of agreed that it probably was created by some of that interest from NCWS. So what that's saying to me, this is a long way to get around to what I was going to say, but what it's saying to me is that it seems as though that kind of um, perspective on the importance of this may be may be doable within within other state boards. I, I don't know how they all operate. I don't know really know anything about how their finances work or, or how they budget things. Uh, maybe some of you all have those ideas because some of you have been on, maybe all of you have been on state licensing boards. Um, so, but, but that's encouraging that the Oklahoma board did that, Burke, because it sets a, a really nice precedent for uh, that same kind of collaboration moving for other states. Right. And different boards, uh, obviously, are their political boards, all of them, and they operate differently. Ours happens to be a uh, non-appropriated state board, which means they operate on the funds that they. Uh, there's only a small percentage goes to the general fund, 
they operate off monies that they generate. So they're self-sustaining, if you will, which is good. Yeah. So they have liberty to spend some of the money in different ways than they would if they were a completely appropriated to the general fund, 100%. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't have any clue how widespread that particular circumstance is. I, I, I'd be worth checking yeah, into, sure. though. <laughs> yeah. I will I'll have say to do some that checking on it. The fact that they reached out to us, we have a real close relationship. The fact that they reached out to us, the money was substantial. We would have been able to do that ourselves because I think Survey Oklahoma right now, as it's on the ground, in schools and printed, mailed, everything, I think we're in that for maybe $6,000 or something such as that. So we had the money. It's not like we, it's not tens of thousands of dollars that we had had to invest, but what that money did from the state board has got us hop high center. Like you said, it gets got us off our butts. Uh, because somebody came to us and said, hey, let's do this together. And I'm not going to say OSLS was short in that fashion in the past, but we were. <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes a little push, and that push just happened to come in the form of the state board reaching out to us and say, let's do this. Uh, and it created a little bit of a accountability for us, you know, not that we're not accountable to each other, but it created a little bit of accountability, and so it pushed us a little, just enough to get it going. Yep, makes sense. Um, I don't know, Steve or, or TJ, Burke and I have been having this conversation for a while, so... Um, yeah, I feel like really I'm really to... on. So. Well, actually, it's really great information. I, I, I certainly appreciate it, and I'm sure TJ and Steve both do as well. Yeah, yeah I, I think you've You've given all of us a lot of inspiration, and and you've organized some things. It's certainly a great spot, starting spot, and it's it's good to see that that all of us are doing it, and maybe we're trying to get together a little bit now. Yeah. Well, uh, Kurt, can I be the catalyst now? Can I be known as the catalyst now? You can be the catalyst. But that'll be okay, and, good. and we won't ma- we'll make sure that doesn't mean that you raise cattle. It'll just be that you're the catalyst <laughs> for getting this thing going. Good. So that that sounds wonderful. Um, I'm trying to keep up with our next break, and maybe David can help us here because my stopwatch got off whack when we went off the air there for a little bit. But uh, I'm looking at uh, somewhere around 43 minutes after the hour for our next break, and we're coming up on that pretty quickly. So um, I, when we when we get back, I'd like for uh, TJ to talk some about what the Maryland Society has done and, and Steve also um, – talk about the effort that VAS made in, in seeking a grant. Um, you went, went about it a, a different way than through the licensing board, obviously, but at least you, I think you gained a lot of insight and experience in, in going after that that can be helpful to other folks, too. And um, I'm, I'm very excited about this conversation we're having today because I think it lays a great groundwork for what, what can be done. So if my clock is right, it is time for our next break. So let's go do that, and we'll be back shortly. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? 
All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.seanstedt.com. Quick Stakes. Is your answer to staking lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes? Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. back for our, our last segment with our guest today, Burke Cornelius from Oklahoma, Steve Dowdy from Virginia, and uh, T.J. Frazier from, from Maryland. Um, since we were off the air for a while, I'm not sure if everybody was hearing everything <laughs> I was saying, but I, I, I don't know if, if either T.J. or Steve have any questions they want to, or uh, thoughts they want to share with Burke before we move ahead, but I do want T.J. and Steve to talk a little bit about the things that they've done in their states so far and what how that effort worked out so tj maybe you can start with that sure um i don't know if i have any specific questions but it's certainly good to hear uh what burke has to share and and what they've done i think it's um, a great effort and and just like steve said hopefully we can kind of borrow or build on what we have there and expand that effort um ours as i mentioned earlier i think Maryland is probably the the newest or the uh, the most fledgling of the efforts here. Um, we did we've simply reached out to uh, the State Department of Education people, and we've gotten very good responses. They responded right away, and um, so our executive director and I went down, met with the the, the state director level people, and um, had a good meeting, discussed some things. Uh, they actually brought up um, a, a – Maryland has a, a series of programs. I don't know if every state is the same way, but they have a series of programs for career and technology. And they were trying to identify how to best fit us in, how to best fit surveying in that program structure that they have and kind of identified the construction and development program as a pretty good fit. There's a couple of other possibilities as well, but that's the main track we're kind of pursuing. and. Uh, just Friday I went, they had a uh, professional development day for construction and development teachers in that program. And so I was able to go and present to them, and it seemed well-received, I think, and, uh, uh, you know, offered it, talked about building a relationship, but clearly we're in the first steps of that, and, and uh, they seemed interested about having us come in and, and demonstrate the the real-world applications of surveying, applications of math, et cetera. Um, and, again, it seemed 
well received. We've we also reached out. One of our chapters reached out to Baltimore City actually, and uh, they've responded. So we met with them just last week, and uh, with them we're talking about working to establish a pilot program in a in a technical high school within the city of Baltimore, and, um, and get that program you know off the ground. And then also we talked about. Uh, which I thought was a really interesting idea, having students that, that go through this program or have interest in it actually come to our annual conference and develop a program at our conference um, geared towards those students, um, you know, whether it be educational in nature, you know, maybe part of it, a part of it just informational, to let them come and kind of experience our the conferences and, and the environment in which we learn as as professional surveyors and practitioners. So, um, again, that's just kind of a an early idea, but that's what we're working towards with them. But the response has been very enthusiastic, and I, I take that as a positive sign. Yes, it sounds like it certainly is. And Steve, on the Virginia side, I know the the association. Actually, it was through the foundation. Um, went after uh, a grant and went through that process and and learned some lessons maybe you want to share some of those uh yes the once we got our our resolution through nsps and through our own state uh, point out to start with uh, i felt kind of like the dog that finally caught the car it have no idea what to do now it is such a big car and and it's overwhelming i we're in the process of doing a couple of things. One, we're we're in the process of trying to expand our committee. I expect our committee is going to grow into more than 20 people very soon, and we're going to try to organize that committee through through our our own on our website. We have a chat line that we can devote to committees, and we'll try to do it electronically rather than spend our our whole uh, time driving back and forth across the state. One of the first things we did is we applied for a Department of Labor grant, and we were applying for a $2 million grant. We hired a grant writer, got things written up uh, with a lot of help, applied for the grant, and the day we applied, it was immediately rejected because we did not have an active DUNS number, and we did not have an active SAM number. And I forgot what SAM is an acronym for. Uh, it's, it's the a government registration that manages government grants. So, and we were applying for our grant through our foundation. So, for other states and other folks that are interested in this, there are two or three things. If you do not have a 501c3 subset of your organization, you need to create it so that they can handle and administer grants. You also need to get a DUNS number that is active and good and you need to get registered with SAMS. And all of that stuff takes a while. That's a, a two- to six-month process. So so just to start handling the money it takes and to do something, to accomplish something as large or larger than what Oklahoma has done, just the groundwork is backbreaking. You know, on that side of it, we, we have a little bit of experience here in the office. We we had to do the same thing when we started managing the uh, CFEDS program for BLM. Uh, and, and it wasn't the program itself. It was some 
some grant money that they got that that we are managing. So we had to do that, and and it is a process that you certainly have to go through. And of course, here, if we were going to seek the money, as Steve was pointing out, it would through a federal grant at least it would be through the NSPS Foundation, which is a five hundred one c three corporation. So. Um, there certainly lots of lessons to learn, no no doubt about that. But I think we're seeing in our conversation here that there are different ways to go about what we're doing, and and maybe we can figure out ways to, um, as our states progress, incorporate all of those things. I mean, they each sort of have a different uh, twist to them, so to speak. And I bring up twist. That's a whole other. Uh, program that reaches out to to school teachers teaching with spatial technology program, which is a kind of an interesting thing that a lot of our states out west are doing through Westfit. Um, but it just seems there's a through this conversation and and all that all you all your states are doing that it just points out how many opportunities they are. And I guess one of the big challenges considering that is how do we how do we leverage all of those efforts and um, sort of give the ideas, make them available, recognizing that there's not one set way. I, I, I guess maybe that's, hopefully that's something we agree on. There's not one set way that this is ever going to work. Um, but there are several different ways to approach it. And, and certainly what True. And work it. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And that's what I was thinking about while with, uh, Steve and TJ were talking is there's so many aspects. Even our state task force has several aspects. And, and it's easy to get or I felt like it was easy to get overwhelmed with all these portions of just my task force, you know, not even to mention nationally or on a global, on a national stage. But in my task force, there was work with the colleges and their curriculum, work with the workforce development. Then there was public awareness. There's so many aspects of each. It's easy to get lost in that. And what we tried to do is we tried to, and everybody does this, anybody that's on a committee does this, itemize it into task and we decided we wanted to attack this high school and junior high career development head on and complete that and now granted it can change and grow but we had to decide this is the one we're going to do and we finished it and completed it and that gave us a great sense of accomplishment because in the past a lot of us are in the same boat we get high centered so being able to focus on one small task do it and be done with it so to speak and then we want to phase two or phase three, which might be curriculum at the college level or, or or any number of things. But that's what we had to learn is you have we had to focus on one thing, start it, complete it, and then move on. And that's what's seemed to work for us fairly well anyway so far. Yeah, one of the things that you were talking about there, uh, Burke, makes a lot of sense. And, and as we were going through this conversation, it, se- it makes sense to me that from an NSPS perspective, Maybe one of the ways that we can can be of some assistance is to increase our collaboration with that uh, National Schools Counselors or American Schools Counselors Association, not only by just going to their conference, but getting information about contacts for our state folks uh, so it's easier for them to find out who to go to in the state. I mean, like you guys found the the State School Counselors Association, and maybe we can help facilitate on, on that end of it. Um, and that makes a lot more sense. I, I remember years ago we tried to go through the Math Teachers Association, and that didn't work out very well. Um, but I, I think what you all have done, all three of the states have done, is great, and we just need to create a platform, and, and we certainly have the capability to, to create a platform for communication at least for all of these ideas that people can 
can share about what they're doing, and then other people can look at those. And, and um, you know, through the state execs, Burke, you guys have such a great uh, uh, mechanism for communicating with each other. I think that, that'll be a big help, too, that maybe we can do that state-to-state yeah. communication through that avenue. So. Well, this, well, this call has um, been very helpful for me because I heard I heard some things that the other states are doing that are going to be part of our next phase, and so I'm going to be looking to them for advice. And obviously, if they want any help from us, I'm there for that too. I, I would I would like to add something that's out there is every community and every region in every state and every state has a workforce development arm and branch. And those folks are hungry for people to volunteer to serve on their committees. It's a great communication link. Last week I was at one in Tennessee that was the state annual meeting. A month ago I was at one that was the, one of the regions in Virginia. Those folks have money and are looking for ways to spend it to help us with our calls. All we have to do is find them and say, yes, we'd like to join. That's great advice. Well, believe it or not, we're 20 seconds out from being done for the day. I thank you all three for being with me. It's been a great conversation, and I think it'll be a springboard for us to have more of these conversations uh, collectively like this with, with people in our various states. So thank you all so much for being with me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Thanks, guys. Take care. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.